You're on the Clarity Call. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Alicia. And this is episode 116, The Mind versus the Brain. Welcome to the Clarity Call, a podcast dedicated to providing useful information and guidance to those seeking encouragement and support while navigating the challenges of caring for a loved one with special needs. We are sisters living in Texas and passionately advocating for the special needs community. Between us, we have 16 children, six of whom have a medically complex diagnosis or are considered special needs. Join us on a journey of mindful awareness that is sure to help you gain an enlightening perspective to help you embrace, create, and live a life you love. Here Here we go. go. Okay, so today I get to share something with you. We get to share something with you that is a new concept for me. And I'm sure I have heard it before, but for some reason it just landed For me, when I started learning about Dr. Caroline Leaf's work and how the mind is different than the brain. It's mind-blowing. I've always (laughs) used the mind and the brain interchangeably like they're the same thing. But they're different. Right. Yes. So I'm going to tell you more about that. We're going to share all of this mind-blowing information Mm -hmm. that I've received from Dr. Caroline Leaf. But before we jump into that, Alicia is going to start us off with our reality check. Right. So we've had a couple of weeks to think about this because we had to put off recording a week. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of cool because yet again, always falls into an opportunity to have an experience to bring this reality check to you. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I got to sub in what I call the angel room because we're in with the special ed program in the special needs room. It's called the PACE room. Um, and they they just come to school with a, um, uh, I guess I hope to learn something. I mean, it is just, it's awesome. And you know, because taking Jocelyn to ABA therapy, they have all different ranges of abilities there in yes. that program, right? I yes. mean, everywhere from even some neurotypical with some autistic challenges to with behavior behave- need for behavioral modification, some ODD, some OCD, some, right. defi- you know, all of those types of things. Yes. Right. But this pace room that I get to spend time in is actually, it stands for program for academic and communication in every environment. So this is just helping kids function. Be. Yeah. yeah. Just be. And, um, and it's just super sweet. So, um, anybody that walks in that doesn't really know what they're walking into, if they're just a sub being thrown into this room, they're just thinking, oh, this was just a day of babysitting. We're changing pull-ups or da da da. We're doing whatever you, you're just getting through the day basically. But, um, I feel blessed to know that these are special angels yes. among us, um, as our sweet little Jossie is. And they come with this I- idea of, of a way that they're going to learn was we've kind of looked into this idea that we're going to share more in depth with you. I thought about this in that they all have brains. We all have brains, right? The difference for these little kiddos is that their mind isn't able to process to the brain what it needs as far as safety, security, right? Um, choices. Yeah. You know, and without a lot of very um, intensive routines 
and behavior modifications, that's what teaches them, teaches the brain that they have to function, make their body function a certain way. But their mind isn't, um, doesn't have the ability, right? They're not neurotypical and their mind doesn't have the ability to have their brain function the way that a neurotypical human does. And it was just so special to watch them yesterday and just to think of some of their sensory issues and the things that they do just because the brain's telling the body to do it. The mind does not process for them. Yeah. Their mind doesn't drive their brain. Right. And so it was just super special. I think as we deal with people in society, we have to really remember this concept. I watch people um, just bag on people at Sonic or here or there or whatever. And they're, and somebody else will come back and say, Hey, I think they're autistic. Why don't you cut them some slack? You know, they just really don't, we have to be really careful because all of our minds and brains and bodies do not function equal. Not at all. Everybody is a hundred percent just different. We're all so different. Right. And so we're all going to have our minds and brains functioning at different percentages in different ways, in different circumstances all mm-hmm. the time. And yes. this is a really awesome concept to bring that to you today. Yes. Yes. So first, let me just tell you who Dr. Caroline Leaf is. Okay. So she's a communication pathologist and cognitive neuroscientist with a master's and PhD in communication pathology, specializing in cognitive and metacognitive neuropsychology. Okay. People. She knows what she's talking about. 30 some odd years. Yes. She has done her research. She has lived this life. So since the early 1980s, she has researched the mind-brain connection, the nature of mental health, and the formation of memory. She was one of the first in her field to study how the brain can change neuroplasticity, right, with directed mind input. Directed mind input. That is what drives the brain. But let me tell you why I fell in love with her. I was listening to her as a guest on another podcast and she was saying things like, it's okay to be a mess. Emotions are beautiful things. We are a lot more resilient than we think. And I was like, oh, this is my girl. Mm. I, this is my girl. Because if she has that level of education in science and she's saying emotions are beautiful, it's okay to be a mess, right? Like she's sharing humanness with the knowledge that she has. And the other thing that I really adore about her is that she is a God believer. Mm. Even with all of the science that she has in her mind, I feel like a lot of times people who get this much knowledge tend to shy away from the belief of, of a God and a higher power because they have so much scientific knowledge. But she even shares how she, her beliefs in how they marry so beautifully together and I, I just absolutely love that about her. So let's share with you how the mind and brain are different. What she says is the mind drives the brain. So she explains the difference between the two like this. So right now we're having a conversation, Alicia and I basically, right? You're listening, but we can listen and communicate right now. We can see each other, Alicia and I. And if we were dead... We couldn't do that. Okay. So the difference between us having this conversation and you as a listener listening to it and a dead person is our mind. Even a dead person has a brain, right? So our mind is an integral life-giving energetic force that enables us to experience being human. 
every experience you have from birth is now from birth to right now is an experience being built into your brain. So the brain is constantly changing because the brain and body Oh, the brain is constantly changing because the mind is constantly changing. Get it? Because the mind feeds the bo- the brain. And she talked about it even on a cellular level. Yes. How like the cells every day are changing. Are changing. Like we talked several podcasts right. ago about every seven years we're a completely different human yes. because our cells are all different. Yeah. So the brain and the body are physical substracts. And after you die, they're going to disintegrate. But when you're alive, they're responding to what the mind is experiencing. So just to get real kind of technical about it, if you think about a computer, the brain and body are the physical parts of the computer, right? Like the tower and the monitor and right, including the power source. Um, but the mind is you, the user, the person using the computer. That's the mind. Everything else is the brain. You have to use the computer and it responds to your input. A computer isn't useful without a user. Get it? Mm-hmm. Okay. The brain is the computer. The mind is you. Your brain and body don't matter if you're not driving them, if you're not using them. Being intentional. Yes. Okay. So anyways, maybe you've heard this concept before. Maybe this isn't all like new information for you. But for me, I've been just using the mind and the brain interchangeably in conversation. And I have such a deeper understanding and appreciation for the difference now. And I think that having that visual for me, having that new idea and concept really helps me understand better how I can get my mind to drive my brain. Because I always just simplify it by being like, be the boss of your brain, right? The mind, it's almost feeling like that's where the soul lies. Yes. Is in the mind. Yes. And she does talk about that. She is a, that's where she's a proponent of like, of course there's a God because we have a spirit that's part of like our mind, our mind is like that spiritual part of the, the body. I think of it like the body and the spirit combined is our right. mind. Right. Cause then when the spirit's gone, the body, as right. we know in our religion, it's, then it's gone yeah, you in know? our belief system. So, right. Um, yeah. So if we start off first, we have to gather awareness of the situation. Yeah. So, so what we're going to walk you through is Dr. Caroline Leaf shares, she has, oh. has this, um, I guess you could call it a program, a technique. It's a five-step neurocycle mind management. And it's to examine any situations in your life that help you deal with the messiness of being a human, right? Manage your emotions and find out how to better yourself, better your relationships. Basically, I, I view this technique that she shares like the model that I teach, you know, where I teach, you know, that your circumstances... You have a circumstance and then you have a thought about your circumstance. Your thoughts create your emotions. Your emotions are where you take action from. And then that ends up creating your outcome, right? Your thought, emotion, action end up creating the life that you live and the outcomes in your life. And so this is just a very different way to look at um, how to function in life as a, as a human. Well, and it's key to understanding that the, the key word there is your life yes. because it, as she starts in this, she's talking about the difference in enabling and empowering somebody. And so in any relationship, even with yourself, it still starts with you. Yeah. Yes. And it starts with you and then therefore how you show up for the world. Right. And anyway, so, 
So yeah, so going back to the beginning, we start first by gathering awareness of the situation. I become aware of the situation that I am in, including the emotional and physical warning signals I experience as I think about the situation. So like, am I feeling happy, unhappy, frustrated, confused, angry? Yeah. You know, and then that's where we talk about like, how does that feel in your body? Yes. Awareness. What's that going? What does that feel like? What does that look like? What color is it? All of those things. Yes. Yes. And getting into that helps you gaining that awareness helps you go deeper into your own mind. And then you can recognize the difference in what's happening with you, how you're showing up in the world and helps you make better choices in your life. And I've been been noticing on the awareness um, just in the last several months that it's amazing how much you can shut down just right here at the beginning in this very first spot. And just realizing as soon as you feel it, um, and you can choose by your level of, of awareness or choice, control, whatever, that, you know what, in the end it's all going to work out and I'm not going to allow this to affect my mental, physical, emotional health. And I'm just going to sail through the rest of this mm-hmm. and tomorrow's a new day. I mean, at that point you can quite literally decide how invested you are and if you're, if this isn't something you need to worry about and just move on because circumstances will occur and what level, and like it's saying, how are you going to allow it to affect you or not? Yeah. Well, and it's like, I'm even thinking back to two previous podcast episodes we just did. One on grace, where it's like, what's your level of investment? Yeah. Right? That's the very first step to to deploying grace. And then the other one is, um, oh, I'm trying to think. What, oh, we just did Ian Cron's uh, SOAR acronym, mm. acronym. And the very first part of SOAR is C. C right? Seeing is awareness. And it's, as I'm walking through these five steps again, I'm like, oh, this is so much like Ian Cron's SOAR acronym that we just did. Um, anyways, on the, the podcast of, uh, your origin story. Yeah. Yeah. So the next step that she has is reflect on the signals you're receiving, right? So like Alicia said, in the awareness step, you recognize if you're feeling unhappy, frustrated, confused, all of those things. You you are seeing how it feels in your body. Then you go on to the reflection and you put your thoughts and feelings. Basically, you do Byron Katie's idea of, is this true? Right? You go in and ask, is, is this my, is this reality for me? Or am I creating something that I don't need to be experiencing? Right? Um, she has some useful questions in this step. Is what I'm doing keeping someone from having to face consequences of their own behavior? Or is it pointing them in the direction of facing the consequences and therefore teaching them how to self-regulate and build up their mental resilience? So, of course, because she is helping others, it's pointed to someone else. But as I've gone through this work, I've pointed those questions at myself, right? Am I trying to avoid consequences for my behavior, right? Am I headed in the direction that I want to be going down to create more mental resilience for myself, to self-regulate? And then the other question she says is, am I, is the help I'm giving taking away an opportunity for this person to do something on their own, gain self-esteem and improve self-regulation? So, you know, basically when we reflect on the signals that we're receiving, we have the opportunity to look at ourselves, look at our relationships and see where we're avoiding growth is really what that says to me. Right. Right. Then next we go to, um, like you were speaking about, like in our last podcast, 
writing down your thoughts. Yes. Really putting it out in front of you and seeing it like you just yeah, talked about. Your story. It helps you regulate and organize your thinking. Yes. I've done this several times when I come home like from therapy and you know, whatever, just having to write down exact circumstances as I feel, as I see them, as I whatever, and get it out in front of me. So then I can like look at it again and be like, yeah, that checks off for exactly how it was. Or mm-hmm. mm, maybe I read too much into that or, yeah. you know, being able to evaluate it really helps. Detach from it and see it out in front of you. So it's not, doesn't feel so true. doesn't feel so much like reality. Right. Um, the next one I recheck what I have discussed and written down, right? So basically what I was just saying, put mm-hmm. it out in front of you. See if you can find patterns and triggers, right, in that situation so that you can make better choices moving forward. That's really what it's all about, right? Yeah. And then you decide to take action to remedy the situation. And like I said in the very beginning, if you evaluate it, these other steps are going to dissolve. You know, you may not even have to really work through all these, but sometimes as a mom, when you're dealing with children, young children, older children, whatever, or mm-hmm. a spouse, you know, you, you have to work clear through to the end and you have to decide that you're going to take some action to remedy the situation. Um, it says the active reach is a summary action, like a period at the end of the sentence that you can do to help you gain mental peace and change to toxic or non-toxic situation into a positive, positive one. So you can decide whatever outcome maybe feels like it is to what you're wanting it to be. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I hope that you've been able to kind of hear, you know, like I said, I'm seeing patterns in all of these things that I'm learning as far as deploying grace, using, you know, the SOAR method that we just shared, having Dr. Caroline Leaf share, you know, her five steps to, um, you know, gaining, being able to self-regulate and, and understand patterns and triggers in your life so that you can just do better and be better as a human. Right. Yeah. And I think my biggest thing, when I think about this mind and brain work, um, I had a therapist, um, introduce me to, um, a, I guess meditation for lack of better words. Um, it's called an insight timer and yeah, you shared it with us as far as when on our sleep one. Yeah. And we talked about and, sleep and it really does connect the mind and the body in mm-hmm. a way that is so healing and so therapeutic. And if you want to be able to, at the end of the day, if you're worked up or you're frustrated and you feel like you're not in connection, allowing your mind to run your brain, mm-hmm. um, go there meditation, breathing is really going to help sync those so much faster than anything else you can do for yourself. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about becoming present in your life. When you can become present in this actual moment, you're fine. Everything is okay, but you have to engage your senses, which is what meditation does. Yeah. You know, when you become present, the best way, fastest way to become present is to engage your senses. What are you seeing, hearing, feeling, um, if you taste something, you know, it, it brings you back to the present moment. Right. Um, so really find those ways to drive your brain and understand, yeah, understand that when you're in this, um, you know, toxic, I don't know, depressed, whatever circumstance that you find yourself in that is not feeling harmonious, it's going to take an outside source. 
It's going to take something, whether it's praying to a God, turning on meditation, Mm -hmm. reaching out to a coach or a therapist or an ecclesiastical leader, a friend, a mother, somewhere else. Yeah. You have to reach outside yourself or you will stay stuck. Yes. You will stay stuck in that body and mind funk that you're in. It won't change without doing something. Yeah. It's really hard to get yourself out of your own mud. I mean, you know, I think about it as like a quicksand type situation. When you struggle in quicksand, you just go deeper. You've got to have somebody outside helping pull you out. Yeah. Not one that jumps in with you. No, no, no. They're going to put put a stick out to you. They're not going to get close to it that way. Yeah. But you have to want to reach for those sources. That desire is so key and is your first step to healing. For sure. Absolutely. So good. So... We're going to remind you in all of this amazing work that the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Yes. Okay. So I really love this Would You Rather today. Uh, It just really goes beautifully with the mind, body, uh, mind, brain connection that we're trying to make. But would you rather have a pause button or have a rewind button? Ooh. <laughs> I know. picture backing up. Um, pause or rewind? Rewind. Yeah? yeah. You got to go back and change some things? Well, I would just only in the cases of just like, Brock, if I have to tell you one more time, because I wish I could be a little more patient at some things. And so I would probably rewind if I, because if I get to that point, hopefully I would think like, oh. Yeah, you blew that moment. Rewind, go mm-hmm. back, get a moment. Now, I wouldn't want to rewind more than like, you know, half hour. Okay. <laughs> Don't right. take me back too far because okay. I've already been there, done that. Right. But um, but pausing, I don't know. I mean, I guess a pause on some things, but then you can't really take it back. You know? Right. So yeah. I think I'm going back. Okay. Just a minute. And I think I just want to pause because I feel like I don't often get enough Breaks. or take enough opportunities to just like... Take a breath. Everything's going to be okay. What are you going to do now? Like just a moment to be able to think about what comes next. Who do I want to be? How do I want to show up now? What now? I want to be able to pause and answer that for a moment. So I think Hmm. I'd like a pause button. All right. Yeah. Good stuff though to think about, huh? Because when you do think about it, you understand that your mind drives your brain. You are in charge of it. So good. I love it. I love this stuff. All of this work. So we hope that you have a wonderful week and join us next time. Thanks for joining us on the Clarity Call. Please like and share it. And we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. Be sure to check out claritycallcoaching.com to join our weekly newsletter and sign up for your first free coaching session. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Clarity Call and on Facebook as Clarity Call.